0: Stay tuned for Real Talk Weekend with Pastor Teacher, Dr. James Sutton. This is Pastor Sutton. Walking through Christian Fellowship Church and Walking Through Ministries. This is Real Talk Weekend. Basically, going over some of the things I went through this week. This week, as all weeks are, glorious. In a lot of ways, many challenges, many hurdles to cross, giants to slay. But God is really good. And He's really good all the time. To the point that He's so good that it doesn't even register when he's good. He's just good. And whatever I consider good is relative to my circumstance or external experiences. Yeah. Um, this week, wow, we lost a great man of God, one of our deacons, Deacon John Mayberry. May he rest in peace. One of the great things I liked about Deacon Mayberry was his whole attitude was about unity of the body and getting people saved. Um, you hear me talk a lot about the um, Americanized gospel and then the sub the um, African American gospel melded with prosperity and basically unsound doctrine and what I mean by that is is that it's hard to unify the body of Christ when there's so many different doctrines that are not bi- biblical they're just simply not biblical and the people are so inundated with these non-biblical doctrines that they really can't tell they run to the first thing that makes their flesh feel good it fits in fits in with their psychological emotional economic and social makeup And as long as we keep listening and practicing those type of doctrines, the church can never be unified because, truly, it's all about me, myself, and I. Some of us wear the label of our local assembly, like a pair of Nike tennis shoes or a pair of Jordans. And we look down upon the smaller ministries or even upon the larger ministries. And it's not about the size per se, but it's about the faithfulness of the ones that you have. And even in the larger member ministries, it's already been uh, documented well that just like any organization, there's about 20 to 15% of the people who really support the ministry all the way, or the organization, and basically are the engine that is pulling the train with good sound leadership. And in the church today, um, leadership is really needed. So much so that we just make anybody a leader, uh, just because uh, they had a functioning leadership role out here in the world. We equate that to being able to be a leader inside the church, and that's not necess- not necessarily so, or some kind of educational ascent. Which is definitely needed. Biblical uh, lack of biblical knowledge is the cancer of the church, but because it's through the lack of biblical knowledge and understanding how the Bible fits together and the true precepts of God that we should be practicing today, uh, the church is really out there bad, very mystical and spiritual in, in wrong directions. <clears throat> Truly teaching in some cases, doctrines of demons. The doctrine of grace. The doctrines of mercy. The doctrines of atonement. The doctrine of Christ. All that's being ignored for a social gospel. And yet, we don't understand because of our teachings that in the Bible, if you look at it closely, nobody that came to Jesus had a come-up in their social economic status. If anything, because they became a fervent follower of Jesus, they tend to have lost their social status as Paul. And some decided to be secret followers of Jesus, like Nicodemus did not want to lose his social status, his religious status. So they were closet followers of Jesus, but followers of Jesus nonetheless. This week has been kinda interesting for me and I'm sure for other pastors out there. And that and that reminds me, you need to pray for your pastor. If you really love him, you need to pray for him. Because you can't imagine what he's going through on a day-to-day basis if he's truly preaching the word of god uncompromised you have no clue and let me tell you it's more than a notion and i want you to catch this some people say why me why am i not chosen why i'm not the pastor why have you chose me I've been here, you know, union job, uh, theology. I've been here a long time. I deserve to be the pastor. But only a pastor will know what I mean by this. We're not saying, why me? Or why not me? We're saying, why me? Lord, I couldn't have asked for this. You know, no, I wouldn't wish this on my enemy. Because it's truly a calling. And it's a great calling, but it is a burden. And it is light, but sometimes the burden does get heavy. And that's when we have to double down into our relationship with Christ. Pray a lot more. Fast a lot more. Seek brothers and sisters who are going through the same thing and traveling the same path. But it does conform us into the image and push the remnant together. The challenges of the Western um, gospel. And what I mean by Western gospel is this. What we have in America and in a lot of places is a gospel that can't be preached in the poor places of the world when you're preaching about getting bentleys and houses and cars and helicopters and clothes and rings and money then you go to a place where there's no they come to church with no shoes on they still may eat one meal a week that kind of gospel is useless and it's not a gospel at all because even those people who are in that impoverished area need salvation and so do the rich but when you make salvation Uh, centered around the prosperity of man then that gospel can only be preached where that's most likely possible which again that's not the true gospel Um, simply put we have too many churches in America and we definitely have too many churches in the African American community (sighs) historically we had the AME, Church of God of Christ, and the Baptists. And most preachers or men and women of God come from being affiliated loosely or uh, intimately with those organizations. And now we have non-denominational, which is another denomination. <clears throat> Uh, most non-denominational uh, organizations take a little bit from here and a little bit from there, and depending on the founder and the pastor, um, they will. It'll be like a Mulligan stew. You know, Baptist-Costal, Baptist-Lutheran, Baptist-Ame-Ame-Costal. It just depends on uh, what the founder's flavor is. But what I find generally. And we're not denominational, but what I find generally is the lack of discipline when it comes to scripture, uh, really non-contextual interpretation of scripture, always running to application and applying it out of context consistently. Sometimes I'm concerned about how incompetent some of the uh, things that are being said and irresponsible things are being said over the pulpit and somehow or another, we've gotten to the point where it's a virtue not to say anything about nothing that's going around in the church, even scripture itself. It's whatever you want to interpret it as. And the Bible clearly says it's not left to private interpretation. Uh, yeah, I think more private application, you know. That's why I talk about it like peanut butter. Peanut butter is a spread and it's meant to be, in context, it's meant to be put on something and eaten. And if I would take that jar of peanut butter and get a spoon and start putting it in my head and put it on my bottom of shoes, it's still peanut butter. But my, my interpretation of what I need to do with it is wrong. But if I still say it's peanut butter, my interpretation is right. My application may be skewed, but my interpretation is right. Well, with the word of God, we have people who have skewed interpretation. And their application is just as strange. And I guess I say all this to say, we have to get back to the Bible. We really do we have to start going back to where Paul said, Timothy, you teach faithful men, who would teach other faithful men? Um, the different social agendas that are going on inside the church today are not biblical. And the sad part about it is most of the people who are teaching social agenda in church, whether it's the homosexual agenda, whether it's the African American agenda, whether it's the feminist agenda, it's not God's agenda. Inside the church, they know it. They have succumbed to the culture. You know, we want men to stand up, but yet and still, they have been castrated left and right inside the churches, and therefore they carry that castration out into the world. Um, we blame our women and the women blame the men, especially in the African American church, as why as it, it is the way it is. But what we've done is false, pray to the outside pressure of them defining our roles in life. And therefore we've gotten away from what the roles of the Bible the roles of the Bible let's say that a man and a woman should have, and not say they are equal in spirit, equal in talent, equal in everything. But God is still gonna hold that man responsible. And then when he's not responsible, then the woman cries out and says, there's no men, but in essence, what we've done is the man and the woman have become their enemies because of society and its agendas and now families or whatever it is, you know, and and, and we have the legalization of everything and pedophilia is going to be legalized eventually and so is bestiality. In America, again, we're on our way down like Sodom and Gomorrah. We're not a Christian nation. We're a nation with Christians in it and uh, with many different doctrines, many different things being taught. And it's difficult. It's difficult to kind of navigate through all of this stuff that's being taught because you do want a social come up. You do want more money. You want to live the American dream. But the American dream is not necessarily God's dream for you. I mean, you think about it. Can't I be saved and be impoverished and enjoy the kingdom? Can't I be rich and be miserable and no matter how much riches I have, I feel empty and unfulfilled. Just in the past five years, many stars have died that we consider wealthy in many different ways and talented, but they were unfulfilled because there's only, there's a part of you that craves to know its creator. And for those of us who believe in Christ, his life, his death and his resurrection is the way to which we get to know and reconcile ourselves with the creator churches don't talk about sin anymore because sin is unpopular everything is about a blessing with your name on it or a come up or a breakthrough but never rarely have i've heard and i haven't heard it yet Where someone goes to one of these conferences and when they stand in the $50 line, the $100 line, the $200 line, that prophet or that preacher, that pastor, that teacher, that apostle tells them, repent. You are sinning. Repent. Your problem is not giving me $50. Your problem is you need to repent for the sins and turn from your wicked ways because you are called by his name very rarely do i hear them tell them that they tell them they're gonna get a new job they tell them they're gonna get this they tell them they're gonna get that and it's all material it all plays into their ego as americans but i really hear one tale so like i said I haven't as of yet have the people get in line and pay for repent and we know that anybody knows that That's not popular. Nobody's going to risk their money for that. I guess that's why I'm birthing this season. I can't be bought. Um, I don't receive anything to do what I do for my church. Um, It's not volunteer. It's a calling. You know, I didn't really volunteer for this. There's no way 20 years ago was when I was running my businesses. Matter of fact, I mocked God that I thought I would be doing this. But God has an interesting sense of humor and here I am pleading with people to get to know Jesus, begging them to get to know the God of the Bible, trying to let people see that acts out of one blood all races were born. All ethnic groups. So it's the blood that's at the cross where we're all equal. It doesn't make a difference. The hue of your skin or your socioeconomic status or your political affiliation. At the cross, we are all equal. And if the wrath of God was poured out on Jesus, that should have been ours. I try to explain it this way. There's a judgment day when Noah came. And the judgment day for us came when Jesus was on the cross. And if Jesus was not there, the whole world would have deserved and probably and would have gotten the wrath of God on that day because he had gotten tired of the vain sacrifices that were being done by his chosen people. But because of that, we are now offered that same reconciliation, and by grace and and mercy we get it right but we have to participate in it those who truly believe will be sanctified but there is going to be a group of people who have learned the mechanics of church and will do relative good things very um, good things very uh, philanthropic things in church but they never ever down on their knees and repented. Never ever, never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Never thought that they needed a Savior or a Lord. They come to God and says, look at me, I've done all these things. And all God is saying, but you haven't repented. And some of them are saying, repent for what? I'm better than, and they'll point to millions of people, but they don't understand. They may be relatively better than the next person, but they're not holy enough to come before the living God. And they need the blood, and they need to repent for their sins. And it's as simple as that. So this week has been interesting for me. dealing with ambitious ministers who have decided that their time in should make them a pastor. A church that really doesn't believe in the Bible but believes in spirituality, which you know, whatever that means without the Bible. Have you ever noticed that when people want to control you, they always use the Old Testament? And when they, want, when they want you to give them a break, they run to the New Testament. That's quite interesting uh, for me that I see that time to time. Um, I believe, again, simply put, that comes from a lack of biblical uh, knowledge. You know, biblical illiteracy. Um, Not knowing the Bible, not being taught line by line, verse by verse, not being taught in paragraph writing form, not knowing uh, even a little bit of the Greek or the Hebrew, choosing to just wing it week in and week out, week in and week out, and allowing your women and children to rule over you to the point that there's no male um, um, leadership inside the church and the precious females that are godly women are pulling double duty and doing the best they can and most of them are doing excellent but where is the man? where is the man? As a man myself, I wouldn't want to join a church where the men had been castrated. I don't see any power. I don't see any love. Men need to be out here on the front line preaching to the world, telling people about God in love, showing more love. But that's another story for another time. So I say all this, I guess, again, to say, pray for your pastor. God is truly good now. I don't want you to think that I'm down, I'm not, I'm just tired. But, real talk. Real talk. Sit down and have a discussion with your pastor. A real discussion. Not that one would you give them all these grandiose words and man of God and all this, that, and the other. Man, sit down and talk to them for real. Real talk. Don't boof them up. Don't do that to them. Some of them can handle it. And some of them run with it and you're creating a monster. Just sit down with your pastor as your leader and have a discussion with him about his vision and look for words like unifying the body, teaching the word of God. And there's nothing wrong with being socially active, don't get me wrong, but that has to be put on the back burner to saving the souls or in conjunction with that. I believe in education, And I believe in biblical education. I believe those who are chosen and want to go to seminary should go. And those who don't decide to go, don't go. But one should not put the other down because one is not elevated above the other. Because each one has a measure of grace. See how that balances out? But when you get the uneducated, unseminary trained pastor up there talking about you don't need it. And then you get the seminary train pastor talking about you do need it. And it seems like they're antagonistic against each other. How is that unifying the body? Both of them would not have anything without the grace of God pouring into them anyway. So these are the things that I think that you should look for in the church. Look for true unity. Look for churches that restore people caught in a a fault. Uh, Galatians 6 and 1. I mean, really restoring people. Dealing with it, but restoring people. Practicing Matthew 18 when there's a real problem in the church. And a plurality of leadership. That's what you should look for. And of course, sacrificial submitting discipline and dedicated Love. That's the greatest way. This is Pastor Teacher, Dr. James Sunder, Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church and Walking Truth Ministries. I want you to be encouraged and be blessed. And they tell me that you can support the ministry by uh, going down and supporting us. We're a 501 three-seat church. Uh, You can look on Facebook and see all the ministries that we do. We are consistent in our nursing home ministry. We take the whole church to the nursing home every first Sunday. So we're not in the building. Um, and we're there at one nursing home the first Sunday, the first Thursday, and the fourth Thursday. And then there's sister nursing home. We go there second and fourth Saturdays. And we have a church in Bangoma, Africa. Uh, Wonders Chapel, a.k.a. Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Pastor Timothy Wanjala. uh, Great man of God. And we're just doing the work. A little bit of ministry. One day at a time. But I challenge you pastors. Man. Talk to your congregation. Have real talk with them. They need to know what's going on in your head. And congregation. Talk to your pastor. Pray for him. Love on him. Try to understand him and support him. Don't spend any time being negative against him. Because truly, being a man of God is not easy. And he's been called. He didn't choose it. He has been called. So I thank you for listening. You can respond back. You can send me an email at witmin at yahoo.com. Or you can get in touch with me through the radio station. Uh, You can check us out at Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church on Facebook. Let Us Reason Together on Facebook. And uh, my personal page, James Sutton II on Facebook. So you have a blessed week. And again, multiply grace and multiply peace unto you.